Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell and I'm your host. It's uh, um, So give me uh, a few minutes to kind of go through this. Um, so our website, it's the detailsolutionspodcast.com. And that is going to have all of the links for the podcast, everywhere that you can listen to it, everywhere that you can follow it. Um, we also have a preferred vendor page on there, and that is for all of our ad partners. It's going to tell you exactly what their um, business is about, what they do. It's going to give you a discount code, and it's going to have a link that when you click it, it'll take you right to their page. Makes it so easy for you to do that. We also have the merch page. The merch page is going to have all the um, podcast t-shirts, the hoodies, the Concaster um, shirt, uh, the embroidered hats, um, and all that fun stuff. So that's detailsolutionspodcast.com. You can go there and check all that out. Uh, we are streaming live to YouTube, as we always do with these every Wednesday nights for the What's On Your Mind Wednesdays and the Friday nights for the Q&As. So if you'd like to follow us over at um, YouTube, if you haven't watched us over there, that is uh, the Detail Solutions Podcast on YouTube. You can check out all the live streams. And uh, yeah, Carlos, you definitely need to get a hat. Um, we're trying to do TikTok. So on TikTok, it's the Detail Solutions Pod. I don't promote that enough because I'm not posting enough on there. Um, but I did post a little uh, something on there today. All right, so MTE is done and over with. We had a blast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, now the next promotion is going to be for Gloss University, April 29th through the 30th in Anaheim, California. So if you go to glossuniversity.com, I believe is the website. I should have wrote that down. Um, you can check out um, all the information there and um, purchase your seats. Uh, for the training. As somebody who's been to that training, I highly recommend going to it. Um, it's not the typical training that you would expect. I mean, you got David Patterson, Maddie Arndt, and Jason Kilmer, um, three of probably the top best, you know, in the business, teaching you how to wet sand, teaching you how to do corrections and all that fun stuff. And lastly, but not least, please like, share, follow, subscribe, hit the notification button anywhere that you're listening to this, anywhere you're watching this, or anywhere on social media uh, that you do follow us on. Please give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, just like uh, Google helps um, you with your um, customers. This puts us in front of more people in the automotive category that we fall into for podcasting and gives people the, hey, recommended for you um, vibes. And with all that for this evening, so we've got Chloe Deeb. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm I'm good. It's been a minute since I've done a Q&A, so I feel super rusty, even though we just kind of did a whole bunch of them at MTE, but it was a different vibe. Um, so yeah, I'm... Uh, it take, might take me a minute to get into this. So um, all, already we got Carlos Serrano um, praising you. He's saying that you're killing it. Um, he's seen your work. You straight fire. Like, <laughs> awesome. Glad Carlos is watching. Um, so the first question, first and only question that I that I start these off with is, um, give us the, the where, the when, the how, the who. Did you get into detailing? So... 
the short of it, I'll start with the short of it is okay. um, my family's into car washes. So okay. when I was 15, I started working at a tunnel car wash, spraying cars, send them through and whatnot. And then I got my first truck. So my first truck was a 97 F350. Believe it or not, I still have it, except now wow. I like did it all over and it's like a show truck now. Right. So my dad bought me that as my first truck and was like, this is what you're going to drive. He's like, this is how you're going to take care of it. Because he owns car washes, obviously. He taught yeah. me how to clean it. Kind of taught me how to buff a little bit. But he's like, don't ever be buffing other people's cars. You're going to burn through the paint. I said, okay, dad. <laughs> so then every Sunday, once I got my license, I'd go to the car wash that my family owns in my town. And I'd clean my truck every, every Sunday morning. So then it started, oh, a couple friends. Oh, well, well I, can I pay you to clean my truck? I'm like, I guess. So this is like, I think I was probably, when that started happening, 17. Okay. So then I clean a car, you know, spend a day on it, make a hundred bucks. You know, like I thought that was great back right, then. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, you're um, 17, hundred bucks a day, yeah, 17. That's, exactly. that's big money, you know? So um, after that, I started getting more and I was cleaning them at the car wash, which is like a self-serve car wash with like, right. you know, the beige you pressure wash in. And okay. I pull them over to the vacuum, whatnot. And then it started becoming a thing where I was like doing it more often. And my dad pulled me aside. He was like, hey, you're taking up my space at my car wash, taking up my base. <laughs> He's like, we need to get you a different place to do this in. So at one of the car washes um, he owns in another town, Rockland, it's like 25 minutes from my house. He has, there was two garages behind the car wash. And he's okay. like, you can rent this from me, but you can't do it at the Halifax anymore. And I was like, oh, like. Shit. And this is at the time I'm going to college. Right. So I started going to a local college near my house. I was commuting and I started running the shop. Half the shop was like full of like, he used to own a, a restaurant. So it was like, you know, a pizza conveyor oven in there. There was like mixers. So I only had like enough to fit one car in there. Right. Right. So, um, so I started with that. I do a car here, car there, went to school four days a week. And then it got to the point where I'm like, all right, like every time I'm not in school, I'm cleaning a car. So then I kept, you know, cleaning cars, cleaning cars. And then it got to the point where I was like, all right, I don't know if I can do this school thing anymore. Cause right, I was yeah. so busy cleaning cars and this is probably six months in okay. I started polishing cars i started doing all that cleaned out the rest of the shop so i had two bays and then what i did that my dad was pissed about i stopped going to school <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't tell him i just you know i was like oh i'm doing online classes because he was big he didn't want me being in this industry he didn't right. want me being anything to do with car washes he's like listen just get a desk job work nine to five because my dad works 365 days a week you know, yeah. I mean, days a year. Yeah. Um, so I, he found out I wasn't going to school anymore and he was, he was really pissed. So then I like sat him down and I said, Hey, listen, like if I graduate school, I don't even know what I want to be. Like I was going yeah. for business. I said, I've learned everything I need to know in business just from watching you run, you know, 15 car washes for the last, you know, 20 something years. Um, I said, I'm going to do this on my own. If you want to support me, that's great. And if you don't, you don't. It is what it is. Right. And then we started talking numbers and stuff. And he's like, you know, this was probably six months after I dropped out of college. 
he's like, wow, like you're right. Like he apologized to me. He's like, <laughs> you you really are doing well. Right. And I was like, I know. So probably shortly after that, um, maybe a year after I was buffing cars, wasn't coded and coding or anything. Okay. This is probably 2000. I graduated high school in 2015. This is probably 2017. I think it was. Okay. Um, I started getting into the coding scene. I was doing corrections. Um, and then a year or so after that, I got certified. I started with ceramic pro Rob Craven shout out. He was my trainer and he's still a good friend of mine. And he is the reason why I am with SB three because he went over there and I'm like, Rob knows what's up. So yeah. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> how it started. Um, and then it just turned into, you know, it was a passion that turned into a business and right. people ask me all the time. They're like, you know, oh, how did, how did you get into this? Like, how do I get customers? How do I, you know, how do I do all this stuff? And I'm like, you know, look at me. I'm like, I didn't even try to make this a business. It kind of just, it just happened, you know, because I loved it so yeah. much. It just manifested into it. I don't know if I could create it again, like I did, but I've just been going with it and I love doing it. So right. it's just funny how something, you know, so small, like my dad teaching me, you know, how to wash a car and clean yeah. the inside of it turned into like this whole thing, you know? So how did you, if your if your dad was telling you, and, and I know you said you started polishing like on your truck or whatever, when your dad said don't yeah. polish on other people's cars when you were younger, like, yeah. like where did, where did the transition come from you? Like, did you actually learn it or did you just keep, you know, working on like your own kind of vehicles to where you could kind of figure some things out and kind of learned it on your own? So the first thing I worked on after my personal truck was my dad had like a F-350 dually and okay. it had like no miles on it, but it was sitting outside covered in water spots, all chalky. And he's like, oh, those water spots will clay off. Like he knew like a thing yeah. about it, right? <laughs> so I'm clay bar in this thing and I'm like, uh, this isn't working. So then I got the first buffer I had was a flex rotary. Okay. And I took Maguire's number nine to it in a black pad. And I was like, oh, this cleaned up. But it's still like it still had like a little bit of cloudiness to it because I didn't compound it. Yeah. So then I started going on. I think I think it was Auto Geek and I would look up videos and I just okay. kept looking up videos, watching them. And I had a friend that had gotten his truck done by another kid that was local to me shout out to my friend dewey who i'm still really close with now and he kind of took me under his wing because he had a big background in auto body and he taught me how to correct he's like listen okay you gotta put down the rotary and let's get you a roops so i got my first roops and i practiced on that truck and then i had all my friends and they'd they'd pay me at that time it was probably 200 bucks i'd spend all day on a car and I'd polish it. I'd learn different, you know, try different products. And then I found the things that I liked and I stuck to them. And I just would, I was very avid on like YouTube and all that. Just saying like, how can I fix this truck? What can I do with, you know, like black GM paint at the time was like, oh, you get one of those in. Now I'm yeah. like, it's like I do one of those a week at least, you know, yeah. like a full correction. <laughs> it's like nothing. Exactly. <laughs> but a lot of trial and error when you're young, it's so different because you just like you have that will when you're, I don't know, like 19 years old. You just you don't care. You just do yeah. it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's that's one thing, you know, that I because I I was the car wash guy like 20, 25 years in the car wash industry. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, running them and everything. And I would have gotten into like detailing younger. Like I wish I would have found a way away from the car wash and got into detailing, yeah. and, like, you know, come up with detailing. Um, because I mean, I didn't, you know, in 2015 when I was still at the car wash, I mean, we were still using rotaries, you know, we were yeah. still using all the filler stuff or whatever. And, um, it was towards the end of working at the car wash where, um, my cousin who, who owns a detail shop out in, um, Washington state started telling me about ceramic coatings and, and, um, the DA polishers and stuff like that, that we, that I finally got the car wash owners to, to let me get some and, and start doing them at the car wash. And that's, and then I, I graduated from the Greg Masterson, um, school of, uh, chemical guys videos right like that's kind of how i how i learned <laughs> you know I, I, would watch oh, Greg, his, yeah. I, would, I would watch his youtube videos and then and then go into work the next day and then like tell an employee like hey bring your car over here i'm gonna polish your hood or whatever um <laughs> so so yeah i mean it's that's cool that you you know started that kind of kind of young because yeah you know you, you got into it at a good time yeah it's more like like, if you ask me now if I didn't know how to do, like, a paint correction and, like, I had someone's, like, nice new truck in. Like, a new truck's, like, $90,000. You couldn't yeah. pay me to touch something if I wasn't educated on it. Exactly, But yeah. now it's, like, you know, but back then it was, like, all right, you got to learn somehow, you know? Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break, and then uh, we'll be right back. You need a website, but you don't know where to start? Details your map can help. Their websites are designed for detailers and have all the features you need to convert visitors into lifelong customers. It's easy to use, affordable, and they'll even write and design the website from start to finish. So accelerate your auto detailing business's growth and increase online visibility with Detailers Roadmap's bespoke digital marketing services. You'll rank high on search engines and increase PPF, ceramic coating, and tinting sales. Contact Detailers Roadmap today to schedule your free discovery call. And make sure you tell them you heard about it here on the Detail Solutions Podcast to receive your discount. Okay. Um, so I did a little bit of uh, Instagram stalking Ooh. To, try and, to try and figure out who Chloe is. Um, horseback, huh? You do mm -hmm. some equestrian been, horse riding? Yeah, so I've been riding since I was four years old, believe it or not. It's been like forever. So I so actually... How did you get, okay. So my mom was into horse riding, and um, my dad kind of got me into it as like something me and him could do together. And I ended up actually competing. I've won like, I think it's like 10, 12 world championships doing it. Crazy oh, enough. Wow. That was like my big niche when I was younger. And then I did a U.S. team. I went to South Africa and competed over there when I was, I think, like 16, 17, traveling by myself to South Africa. I'm like, how, I barely can travel by myself now. I just, I swear to God, the balls I had at 17, I'm like, right, Jesus. Right. <laughs> um, 
And now I've recently, just with work, I used to keep my horse I competed with nationally up in Vermont. And it was just too far to travel every weekend now with work. So I got into a different niche. So now I do like bow racing, which is, I'm sure if anybody watches Yellowstone, they're like, oh, those barrel girls. Yeah, them barrel (laughs) girls. Well, let me tell you, those girls with some tough cookies. So they ain't wrong. Um, So that's all great. The only thing that's a negative to that is they all want me to clean their trucks. And I'm like, I do not want to get your cattle hair out of your truck. I'm sorry. The cattle dog hair. I'm like, no, thank you. Right, right. So that's something but you I, still do. You're still you're yeah, still competing. Yeah, oh, yeah that's awesome. so I have um I have my own house, but at my dad's house, I have six horses I take care of every morning before work. Oh wow. So that's like a job in itself. Um so I do compete in the summer. Last winter I sent my horse down to Lakeland, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Um right down the street. Yeah, so she was down there and I flew down and saw her once, but this winter I kept her up here. And um, I'm hoping to compete um, probably starting June, but it's tough. I mean, a lot of the rodeos my friends want to go to are in Pennsylvania and um, Connecticut, like New York. They're far. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to get the travel in with work. And I believe it or not, with work, I book out sometimes three months, two months. That's like awesome. right now, I think I have April in May pretty much booked up. Sometimes I can fit stuff in here or there. We have two of us full time. My shop's only two bays, so that's all I can do right now. But right, yeah. um it's tough because people want to book that far out. I don't know when these rodeos are. So it's kind of like, all right, gotcha. it is what it is. Work, you know, work comes first. And if I have time on the weekends for something else, I do. And if I don't, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean my daughter does competition cheer. So you know, thankfully we kind of know the cheer schedule and we usually get the cheer schedule, I think in like, um, October ish. So we know where we're going to be out of town. Um, cause we, there, we always do two that are, that are a couple here in Orlando and, and then like, you know, just depending, um, Every now and then there's like one in Tampa or one down in South Florida or, you know, whatever that's, that's still kind of drivable, but sometimes we have to do an overnight um, kind of thing. Um, So I always have to plan, you know, those, those weekends that like Friday to Monday, I have to put that in my my schedule ahead of time. So um, yeah, it can be kind of um, challenging a little bit to try and work around doing stuff like that. but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool that you do the the barrel racing. That's that's pretty neat. Did you yeah. see any of um the videos of me swimming her in the water? Um, no, I I honestly I was um when I say I when I say I tried to stalk your Instagram, it was like while I was typing up the thing while we were talking. <laughs> so I didn't like to really do. I mean, look, we, we don't do a lot of research on this podcast. We just do enough to kind of make sure we're talking <laughs> talking about the key points. Yeah. But no, I um. I didn't get to click on any of the videos or anything like that. I was just kind of like, I was trying to scroll through because usually um, like when I do the description for the podcast, I I do it after the podcast because then I, then I can write, you know, like what we talked about. Yeah. Um, so now with the YouTube, I've got to have a description for YouTube. And so I don't know what we're going to talk about because we haven't talked about it yet. So like I always try yeah. to like just 
get a couple of sentences or a couple of things. So I usually just go on somebody's like Facebook or their Instagram, wherever I'm like following them at and then just kind of like see what's going on. So I can be like, Oh, this person does this, this person does that, blah, 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 you know, whatever. So yeah, no, I was just trying to do a quick, a quick uh, scroll through your, your Instagram page to see what you were into. So I could write it for the, for the description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so um when it, and i don't know if you said it because because the internet has been kind of glitchy here on my end when did you start doing horse riding when i was four years old so that i'm 25 so that's 21 years Whew. Yeah. yeah yeah and and it was always you and your dad doing that yeah oh yeah and my yeah. dad doesn't ride but he'd bring me to my lessons i mean like i never did any high school sports it would be four days a week after school and saturdays was riding horses an hour after school every day and yeah. sometimes that was first it was locally but when i when i got older it was once a week in vermont but through most of high school it was in menden mass okay. so it was like an hour from my house okay yeah it's that's very similar to we started Cheer. yeah we started haley and here when she was like boys like so connected with her in it because it, it was me and her doing it yeah. because my my free time at the car wash allowed me to be able to take the time off to um you know to take her to, to the practice and everything when my wife's working a nine to five job and you know when she's four and a half and you know five and six the the little class the littler classes their their practice was were always at like five or five thirty because then they have like the older girls later in the night, you know, want little kids there late at night, yeah, yeah. you know? So, so I always had the flexibility that I could leave the car wash and pick her up from um, daycare or elementary school or whatever. And so that's, that's always been, you know, kind of, I feel like mine and hers thing. Although now that she's becoming a teenager, it's becoming more of her and mommy's thing because yeah, now she doesn't want dad around as much because I embarrass not her. Not cool. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, cool. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm losing her a little bit there. But um, but she does still uh, want me being at the, the competition. So that's the, that's the main thing that counts. Um, Jason's watching us. What's up, brah? Um, all right, let's take a uh, pause for another break and uh, we'll be right back. If you own a detailing business, you need Car Supplies Warehouse. We offer tested and proven solutions to keep your business running strong. We offer wholesale memberships, in-person training, and the best chemicals, products, and tools all in one place. Go to carsuppliedswarehouse.com and use code SOLUTIONS for 15% off. Code is valid for one-time use only. Some restrictions may apply. Go shop now on carsuppliedswarehouse.com. All right. Um... So what other kind of things are you interested in? So I don't know if Barry told you, but I am actually, speaking of car washes, I'm about to open my first car wash. So, oh, really? Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. I've been doing that for the last three years, building it. I purchased oh, nice. it. I don't know what year it is now, but it was about three years ago. Okay. I purchased like a um, one that was like very run down. It was closed down. Okay. In one of the cities near my house, it's probably half hour, 45 minutes. And I've been shut down for about a year and a half and it was up for sale. It was a really good price. It was cheaper than I could buy land and permitting 
for a new one. Right. Um, so I went ahead, bought it, and got approved for some of the money, but the bank, because of my age and stuff, they wouldn't give me like all yeah. I needed. So yeah. it, I was doing paid out of pocket for the rest over time. So I'm finally at the point where I'm about to get the electrical inspection Monday and hopefully, you know, be able to get some of that green lighted and then a plumbing oh, wow. inspection. And then plumbing inspection and then a final walkthrough and hopefully within the next month or so I'll be open. It's like you manifest awesome. these things and just hope that, you know, like it feels like they're never going to get done when it takes that long. Right, right. Um, and there is oh, some room behind it. I could possibly put another shop there. It's not, it's an hour from where my shop is now, but okay. it's kind of a rough area. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little icy about wanting to open a shop over there. I'm thinking about it, but not sure yet. You got to survive the first building first, you know? Right. So how do you, how are you planning on running that and your shop? Or are you just going to have a staff there that runs it for you and you don't have to? you know you're just kind of out of sight out of mind so luckily it's a touch free and it's three oh, okay. self-serve phase so it's like yeah i wasn't doing i feel like i couldn't do the whole own a tunnel and do a paint correction gotcha. business that's just so hypocritical yeah, 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 to me yeah. okay um that and the money it would have costed for me to put up a tunnel like i think tunnel equipment would be close to seven hundred thousand. oh easily like, that's, I, you know, I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't care how much detail and I'm yeah. doing in a year. I ain't yeah. paying for that out of pocket, you know? You see, and that's, that's the difference because when you say a car wash, like, like we don't have, at least at least in the Orlando area or the, the area that I'm in in north, north Central Florida, we don't have a lot of, like, do-it-yourself or touch-free or really? whatever. Yeah, everything's a tunnel wash. Um, there's very few of those like do it yourself like you know pull it in and you got the pressure washer yeah. that, that does water soap you know dirty ass brush all that, <laughs> all that yeah stuff. yeah and yeah. that was a tough thing for me like in the self-serve base i put like the hog hair brushes and i'm like i'm like i gotta put them in there everybody else yeah. has them but i'm just yeah, like yeah I, it is yeah. what it is i did that i did the air chamois i did high pressure soap triple foam out of the gun rinse degreaser you know all the basics yeah. Nice. Um, but with the touch-free one, I'm going to be doing on the highest package, I'm going to do the ceramic booster. So okay. I'm kind of excited about that because a lot of um, my customers, you know, are from like, I don't have customers that are just 10 minutes. I have some customers that drive over two hours oh, wow. to get their cars, cars coated by me. So if there's some in that area, which is an hour from my shop, like they're going to have a place where they can go and they can go through that touch free and they can upkeep their coatings, which is like, for me, it's a huge win. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause then you're making money off of them twofold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're referring, you're like, well, I mean, like, I don't recommend you go to a car wash, but if you do yeah. go to exactly this one. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is there's a, obviously my, my dad owns a touch free. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Up. My my internet's been spotty the past couple of days, so I can just keep talking because it'll keep recording you. We're all good. So there's a touch free in my town that my dad owns. So uh -huh. I coded my truck maybe two years ago, and as an experiment, like that's all I do with it. Like I wash it every six months by hand, but yeah. I just go through the, like the touch free every week. And the amount of coatings I've sold from just telling people that, hey, like 
I know you guys aren't going to wash your car. If you go through, at least go through the touch-free and wipe it down after, you're doing something. Right, and right. the amount of response I've got to that is, like, unreal. I just had a text last night. Um, and he was like, I just went through the touch-free. It was awesome. And I was like, oh, good. Like, he's like, the coding makes a huge difference. And I was like, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. And worst case scenario, like, I try to tell people all the time that customers don't, normally see swirls the majority of customers don't see swirls anyways like i've got a i've got a client that i coded as black um alfa romeo a few years back and i think it was like a year and a half in maybe two years in he brought me um his daughter's car to do because she had just turned um 16 and he pulls up in the morning and the sun's just hitting on it. And it just looks like, you know, spiders had been spinning webs all night long on it, you know, from the swirls. Because yeah. he goes through the car wash like two or three times a week. And um, and he gets out and he's like, man, best coding ever. I love it. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and meanwhile, I'm just like, you know, looking at all the, the swirl marks on it. And, uh, you know but he doesn't see it he he sees that it's still black it's glossy he goes to the car wash the water you know flies right off of it dries off of it that's all he cares about so that's what most people you know they don't care they don't see it yeah and that's a tough thing for me is like i look at that and i'm like i like i'm one of those people i won't coat something if it's that messed up i'll tell them to go somewhere else if they don't want to at yeah. least pay for it to be polished because then they're driving around and they're like, oh, Chloe coded oh. my car. Oh, no, 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 like, no. No, it was, it was mint when I did it. This was the oh, after. Oh, this, yeah, after. this was the after of him yeah. going through the car wash like three or four times a week for the last like year and a half. Um, you know, it was, it was absolutely mint when I did it. Um, in fact, I even told him because it was, it was a metal black metallic. And I yeah. told him, I told him uh, when he was coming to pick it up and uh, I said, I hope you like that black metallic. And he's like, Oh, well, I wouldn't have bought the car if I didn't. And I said, no, because when the sun hits on it, it looks like somebody dumped glitter. <laughs> all over your car. Like there goes my internet again. Uh, I'm going to kill this internet. I can hear you. Um, let's take a let's take a break real quick for that, and then hopefully my internet will be back up. <laughs> Come back. We'll be right back. Now is your chance to try Oberk's new rinseless wash and quick detailer. Additionally, you can save fifteen percent by using coupon code DSP, all capital letters. This hyperconcentrate can be diluted down for a rinseless wash and a quick detailer. It serves excellent as a clay bar lubricant and truly smells incredible. To find out more, please visit oberkarcare.com. All right, just to get Jason off my back, do you do rocker panels? Like coat them? Polish them. Is Correct that... them. Correct them. Yeah. So any anything that's paint on a vehicle, like I polish and I coat. Whatever my hands can reach gets coated. Rockers, like the little lips underneath, the fender well lips. You know, like, you know, in the fender well lips of trucks, like I coat all those, even though it's under like anything that's yeah. painted, I coat, I coat yeah. all the trim too. I level the trim. I don't leave trim. I'm just not like that. I yeah. gotta, I level it after I coat it. No, he he's asking that because he's being an asshole. Um, because I, yeah, 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 you are. Um, because I stated on the podcast one time that there's no, no need in correcting 
uh, rocker panels. Light doesn't hit there. Sun doesn't hit there. There's no time. Just buzz over them, polish them out, make them look pretty, and go on. And uh, apparently that was that was my big mistake because now I'm known as the guy who doesn't do rocker panels, even though I won a Pain Assassin Correction of the Month uh, award for correcting rocker panels. Um, so he's just being an asshole and asking asking that question. I mean, I guess it's all on your customer, you know? Like, if they're paying for a one-step polish, I'm not going to go down there. There's a deep scratch under there. It's not getting compound unless they want to pay for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not doing. I'm not doing it, even if they pay for full paint correction. If the sun I doesn't got, see it, if the light doesn't, I got hit some. It, I got some picky it. customers. Let me tell you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I just did a brand new Corolla GR um, for a guy. Um, he picked it up this morning. We did uh, paint correction, or we did a uh, paint correction. We did PPF on the front, and then coated the rest of it. So my PPF guy tells me he's like, "Hey, he's like." Um, uh when i was trying to uh heat up the the bottom lip spoiler to get a to get a finger to lay down he's like the the heat gun like went turbo turbo heat on me and it kind of like fried the the ppf a little bit he's like um he's like tell your guy when he comes to get window tan above all we give a shit and um my ppf guy's like Oh yeah, he will. He'll see it. And a client shows up today and I was like, Hey, you know, he said he can fix this. He's like, I can't even fucking see that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but so he's funny. a, he's a client that understands that paint protection film is just that it's paint protection film. It's not paint exactly. film. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, uh, yeah. So I, I don't have clients that are that picky. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't worry about them is, is the thing. Um, so how did you, so you, you, you said briefly about how you switched over from ceramic pro to, to SP three, but like, what was the, the big thing for you to, to make that switch? So I hadn't been using ceramic pro for like maybe a year in between. I was dabbling with a few other ones. Um, just kind of testing the waters. I was doing, the ceramic pro and I get these lifetime coatings in that I do, you know, the five layers on, but the problem is, you know, you sell people on these lifetime coatings and I got these guys, like I do a lot of pickup trucks, like a lot of yeah. like blue collar F two fifties, like big money trucks, but they're working them. So yeah. these trucks would come in with 40 or 50,000 miles on them. You know, they'd come in for their maintenance, but after four years, there's no bead left. There's no gloss. It's just, toasted it's not clogged it was just gone yeah so i'm like okay i can't be doing five layers of coating and not like you know it's it's not gonna last seven years eight years it just i wasn't getting the longevity out of it so i took a new approach to it and i started selling coatings as miles not years yes. so i it's tried a few way. ones i tried a few ones in between but when i tried sp3 I look at it and I said, oh my God, this is so easy to install. The gloss I was getting out of it was unreal. And it was easy for my employees to use too, because that's a big thing. If something works great, that's awesome, but it also needs to be user-friendly. If you have right. something that, you know, the product's leaving high spots or flashing too quick, and I can't, I have to be there all the time to kind of watch over it. Like right now with SP3, it's great because 
I am comfortable sending a truck out of the shop without me, you know, double checking it. You know, one of the girls can double check it and it's fine. And I'm confident because it's easy to use. And um, like I said, the gloss is awesome. And the product line itself is just, there's like, it's got something for everybody. You want a two-year coating, you got Omega. You want a coating that can cure in three hours and ship out, you got 33. So that's what I liked about it. Um, I lost my train of thought there. Well, your question was, your question was yeah. why I switched yeah, so, over. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah, talking yeah, so about talking, the mileage. Yeah, you're talking about the mileage. Yeah, you're talking about, mileage. So, yeah, you're talking about SB. So you say had, you I have, yeah. yeah. So say I have a customer coming in and they're like, hey, I first thing I ask them is how long do you plan on keeping this vehicle? And how many miles do you drive a year? And if they're like, oh, I drive 50,000 miles a year and I plan on getting this, for, you know, keeping this truck for five years. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, let's put alpha on that. That's a five-year coding. But, you know, you're probably getting 50,000, 60,000 miles out of it. I said, that's not going to last you five years. I said, right. you know, that's rated for someone that's probably driving ten to 12,000 miles a year, personally, I think. So I think that the biggest problem in this industry is people make these um, unrealistic over, expectations yeah, they, of they're coding. Over, they're overselling it. Yeah. And yeah. it gets people disappointed. And so I have customers, they're more than happy to pay for Alpha once a year. But yeah. they want to know that that's what they're getting. They don't want, oh, your truck, you can do anything with it. You don't have to wash it. You can just wash it with the hose and it'll come clean five years. And then they get it. And a year later, it's clogged or, you know, it's contaminated because they didn't wash it. And they're like, yeah. oh, what the heck? Yeah. I, I've gotten to the point now where it doesn't matter how long it'll last. I tell people it's a two-year plus. Um, and, and when they ask me why I tell them, because it's just like any other part on your car, if you maintain it, it'll last like it's supposed to. But if you don't maintain it, meaning you don't wash it, you drive a million miles a year, you know, you're not, you're not taking care of it. It, it won't last, but I know it'll last two years. So, yeah. you know, like if you get three, great. If you get four, even better. But if you get two, I, that's what I sold you on. Um, so just, you know, however you maintain it is, is what you're going to get out of it. And, and when I tell people like that, they kind of get it. When I say it's like any other part on your car, they, they kind of get it. So I like that you do the miles. Cause that's another um, thing that I used to, I, that I used to tell people was, you know, well, it depends, you know, if you're driving, you know, 30 miles, 30,000 miles a year, you might not get, you know, X amount of years yeah. out of it because you're driving the life expectancy in one year. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good thing. I, um, I'm glad that, you know, the more and more that I start talking to people, the more and more it does seem like detailers are starting to wisen up with the whole coding thing. And they, They are starting to educate the clients a little, you know, realistic expectations um, versus, you know, three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, when it was just the whole, you know, lifetime deal. Everything lasts a lifetime, you know, like yeah. you can light it on fire. You can hit it with a plastic, with a, you know, plastic big lighter and it's not going to scratch or 
you know, you could do whatever, you know, all the sales gimmicks. And, and it seems like um, people are switching to realistic expectations now, which is nice. So we had a guy at mobile tech walk up uh -huh. to the booth, right? So we were like, hey, do you want to see a demo? We'll show you how our coding works. Like you can see the ease of application, see the gloss, um, see the flash time, see how easy it is to work with. He's like, sure. So we start to show him. He wipes. He goes, that's nice. He pulls up his phone. He goes, this is the coding I use now. And it's someone beating the car with a hammer. He goes, look at this. <laughs> and, and Scott just goes, yeah, we don't, we're all set. Like, thank you. Yeah. Like, go somewhere else. Like, yeah. It was just we're like you can't make this stuff up. It was wild. We we're like, there's no coding that's gonna protect you. No, no. A hammer hitting the hood of your car. Yeah. Did, then did he immediately go over to the PDR guy and buy some PDR tools? <laughs> I don't know. I we we just we all walked away. We're all looking at yeah. each other like, is this did this really just happen? And it's wow. just Scott's face. You know, you, we've gotten all to that point where like. We can, we're not going to sell you on anything. If you want to see our product, great. And if you yeah. don't want to see it, go somewhere else. Because we really, we're, we're a big family at SB3. It's yeah. when, it's like a community. When you join there, it's like, like those guys are my brothers, man. Like I love them all to death. They're yeah, just, no. that's awesome. Like I can call up Tony. I know he's up at 5 a.m. So I'm going to the gym. If I have a question about a car I'm going to do, who am I calling at 6 a.m.? I'm calling Tony because you know yeah, he's already he's, at the shop. You he's know? at the shop washing cars because the sun comes up at like 7 o'clock and like it's hot as shit outside his shop yeah. at that time. I went over there one time and and to do it to help him do a car and – um. And he's like, yeah, I'll have it washed and everything for you the night before. So all you have to go there is start, and, and all you have to do is get there and start polishing or whatever. Um, Cause he had double booked or something like that. And I had um, like, it was the only day off I had that week. I was, I was going to take a day off and he was like, Hey, you know, would you, how much would you charge me to come and just correct this? And then I'll, I'll code it or whatever. So I get there and the car's not washed. And of course I'm there like, eight o'clock the sun's already up you know like a thousand degrees because oh i think this God. was like in the summertime and i was i was cursing him out <laughs> when he showed up i was just i was just cussing his ass out um but yeah he's always up at five o'clock or yeah, always so up, like usually when i'm leaving the gym he's posting on the sp3 coding's facebook page and he's already got the car washed and prepped i don't usually get to the shop till like 8 30 and i'm like wow tony always makes me feel like shit because he's already got three hours of work done by the time i get to work every morning i'm like i want to yell at him i'm like come on tony like can you not post for one day really yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but he also leaves like early as shit too i know we were all joking he's like <laughs> yeah. i'm done by noon going to the yeah. beach or whatever you know i'm like exactly. whatever dude exactly uh let's take another commercial break we'll be right back so tell us about your little wheelie journey you had yesterday. How'd that go that was on the Viper fun. chair? I stole this Viper chair. A lot of people hadn't played with one, so I quite like the fact that they got a shot. Nice. You know, a lot of guys were generally trying out going, huh, these things are cool. But it was good fun, especially on this floor. Like This is a legit carpet and all the cables. It just rolls right over. Rolls and it's dried. Yeah, well done. It's a cool chair. I like it. How comfortable are you right now? Very. Yeah. yeah. So do you think retailers should invest in a Viper chair? You know what? My name is Alan Metcraft. And I would say go buy Viper. Make sure to go to viperindustrial.com and at checkout, use the code DSP25 to save an additional $25 off your purchase. That's a stackable coupon. So whatever Viper's giving you off, 
get another $25 as well. All right. Um, that was our first time doing a uh, live. Uh, what was it? Oh man, I'm blinking. Commercial. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, we we took it off of when we were talking to Alan at MTE. I cut it up. I took I took what he was talking about the Viper and cut it up. But uh, testimonial. That's what I was thinking of. Live testimonial of one of our products. So hopefully, um, hopefully people like that as uh, as much as we did. Um, awesome, Jeffrey. Yeah, the Viper chairs are awesome. Um, so we didn't talk really too much about MTE. Um, was was this your first MTE or just your first MTE yes. with, with SB3? This was okay. my first MTE ever. Okay. And obviously you saw I was working the booth there yeah. and it was, yeah. it was nonstop. And then, you know, the big thing was Scott's like, we are not leaving with any lanyards. He goes, all these lanyards got to be gone. I'm like, oh God, I think it was over a thousand lanyards. Oh, so, so we still had half a box by Saturday. Uh, now now and, I feel now I feel bad when uh, I walked by and one of the guys was trying to hand me one and I was like, no, dude, I'm okay. And he like kept like pushing it at me and I'm like, no, I, I've got one already. And he's like, you know, it was kind of like <laughs> he had this look in his eye, like you know. So, now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up like I just took a walk around and we're handing them out. People don't say no to me for some reason. I don't know why, but. Yeah. They were just, they'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. Because they knew yeah. I was just going to hand it to them anyways. Yeah, so. exactly. So so did it meet expectations? Did it exceed expectations? Were you overwhelmed? So it was definitely a lot of crumble cookies, let me tell you, Scott. Okay. Both <laughs> nights got 24 cookies each night. So I was like, Ooh. I couldn't walk by the time I got home from Florida. But MTE-wise, I think that... It was having the spot we did was a huge game changer. Being yeah. able, like our setup, it just, it took my breath away, honestly. Like it was so big time being right there when everybody walked in. It was the lights, the booth, the setup with the middle, having the ring around it. That was awesome. Um, I did feel like the boots compared to obviously i've been to sema a few times and i worked okay. the booth um this past sema with sp3 okay. and the intimacy of mte made it very much easier for you to connect with people in different boots because they know you're not there with some tire company from goodyear at sema or just there as a spectator like if you're going to mte you're going because you're either in pdr or you're in detailing Right, so right, exactly. I find that the people that work the boots are more apt to have conversations with you um, because they know that there's a chance that you're going to be investing in their product. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like I went over to the Roops booth and I met um, as whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, and I met a few of the guys over there. They were different, different couple guys than I met at SEMA. And they hooked me up. They sent me home. Shout out to them. They sent me home with like 30 pads. My, my bag nice. was overweight, you know? <laughs> um, and then, you know, some of the other boots really cool. Um, shout out to buff, Bright. He always takes some really good content. Um, when I'm over at the booth there, um, he sent me some of their, um, for real vacuum things. Okay. Yeah. Pets. Yeah. Those yeah, are yeah. nice. Um, 
So that was cool. And it just seem as tough because the group we bring out there, because the housing and stuff's a lot more expensive. It's a yeah. smaller group last year. So like you can't really leave the booth versus mobile tech. Like I swear we had 18 people in the house. So it was crazy. Um, we were able to be able to take breaks and walk around and get lunch because, you know, even though the booth was always packed, we had, you know, 12 yeah, you guys, people. Yeah. You guys had a ton of people there. Yeah. So it yeah. was nice. We could get lunch. We could get away. Like, you know, three or four of us would take lunch while other people manned the booth. And if, you know, there was a lot of people that spoke Spanish there. Luckily we had an installer there that um, spoke Spanish. So that was a huge game changer. We didn't have that at SEMA. So I struggled with that hard because Google Translate is just, yeah, it's nothing compared to being able to speak the language. Right, right. No, and 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 I mean, Barry's had a good spot the last two years. Um, he's he's had that because he had that spot last year, um, and he definitely killed it with the booth this year with the the lighted up um, background yeah. and everything like that. Um, it was it was really cool. I mean, he, he showed it to me a few months back. Um, he sent me like the rendering of it and I was like, man, that's a badass booth. Um, so I'm, I'm, um, I think everybody's going to kind of be thrown for a loop next year though, because next year it moves to the Gaylord and they haven't, I was talking with Sheldon, they haven't even started drawing up the, um, the floor plan yet. So it's not like everybody can be like, oh, we want that same spot we had because now it's going to yeah. be in a completely different hotel with a completely different floor plan. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what happens next year with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you're you're right. I mean, SEMA is kind of like the the big daddy show that everybody wants to go to. Um, but you could walk around all week at SEMA and, and feel like you didn't get anything done or didn't get the chance to talk to people just because yeah. it's so busy. Um, whereas MTE is starting to get there a little bit. I mean, this year, this year's the first year that I've gone to um, where it's kind of felt like SEMA, honestly, with traffic. Um, it was and, insane. Yeah. Um, and the know, food is so much better than I think was it, I think SEMA was the one, like the food there was just, oh, like I feel like MTE was nice because you had like better food selections. Yeah. Well, the hotel. Was, the hotel. Yeah. The, only, the only problem is, is that it's like stupid expensive though. <laughs> like, I went to the cafe that was across the street and the food was pretty quick there and their salads and their sandwiches were great. Yeah. Yeah. That's But that's I didn't go up to the restaurants. I didn't uh, have time. I didn't have yeah. that much time because yeah. we tried to one day. And it was a Mexican restaurant up there. Oh, yeah. And by the time I got up there, the guys got seated before me. And they were there for half an hour and the food wasn't out. And I was like, I can't leave that long. Oh, I'm geez. like, I'm just going to go get a sandwich because I was like, I'm yeah, not waiting that long. Yeah. I mean, last year. Here we is because, um, you know, we were just walking the show. Um, but this this year we did the we did the burger joint one day because we went there. Um, was that was it Thursday? Yeah, maybe it was Thursday because it was setup day, so it wasn't like really that busy. But Friday and Saturday we ate at the the cafe across the street too. Um, so yeah, but uh, um, let's do our last commercial break, and then we'll come back. I'll ask you my wrap up question, and then we'll start uh, closing it down. We'll be right back. 
Sometimes as detailers, we forget that our favorite products have a life in the world outside of detailing. For instance, during the holidays, I went to the Apple store to buy the wife a gift. I was wearing my favorite auto fiber shirt, not thinking anything of it. When the Apple genius or nerd or whatever they're called looks at me and goes, hey man, I love auto fiber. Got off guard and looking down at my shirt, I realize and I tell him, yeah, they're amazing towels. As we're waiting for my purchase to be brought from the back, he told me he uses them when he washes his car and tells me some of his favorite towels, like the mother fluffer drying towel or the detailer's delight quick detailer wipe towel. And I told him, hey, next time you go to autofiber.com, make sure you use the code DSP and you'll save 10% off your purchase. He thanked me and wished me a Merry Christmas. And like Santa Claus, I was out of sight. All right. Um, okay, so I want to ask you my, my, my last question. I mean, it probably won't really be the last question, but it's the, my kind of like end question. Um, and it's, when did you realize your worth? Like, when did that little thing in your head that you were like, wait a second, I'm, I'm worth this. I need to be doing this. I need to be, you know, charging more, whatever, you know, when was that moment for you? So there was a couple um, of those moments. Okay. The first time that happened was when you start fixing other people's work that, you know, a truck will come in the shop from another shop and you're like, how did they send this out like this? Yeah. Or, you know, stuff like that. But it starts, you know, when you're young, like I started doing it because it was fun, not for the money and because I enjoyed doing it. Obviously, the cash was nice. But when I started acquiring bills, so when the bills started, like when I bought, you know, my first house, which I'm in right now, yeah. um, you know, you do the math of how much you're making, how much you're spending, and you're like, all right, we definitely got to bump it up because, you know, there's no free rides for anyone, right? Right, yeah. Because, um, you know, I used to do stuff for free here and there for fun. Like, oh, we all do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, give so, you a deal, whatever, you know. Yeah, so that was my one thing. But I was fortunate enough to the one piece of advice if I could give to anybody listening right now that's young. I know a lot of these young detailers, they think that they need to drive some cool car or anything like that to be, you know, to say they made it. My biggest advice would be live under your means as much as possible as long as you can because – Honestly, like money is power and being able to save that money to reinvest in something else. Like, I mean, I drive a pickup truck. I have a 2007 LBZ Duramax. Um, nothing fancy, but, you know, that opportunity of, you know, having the extra money that I could save from not having a car payment, you know, helped me to be able to buy my first house, help me to reinvest in money and buying the car wash. You know, I might not have anything fancy, but you know, that's okay. My work speaks for itself. I don't yeah. need, you know, that's one thing that I see a lot of is, you know, a lot of kids, they want to buy expensive handbags or, you know, go to $400 dinners. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the one thing I would say is living under your means is so crucial, you know, especially when you're young and you don't have bills. That's great advice. Cause that's the one thing that the one thing that I see, I mean, I'm in a small little 600 square foot warehouse space. You know, I pay like $400 a month for my rent, including electricity and water. 
and when I tell that to people, they're like, their eyes get real big and they're kind of like, holy crap. And, you know, I'm like, you know, why do I need a, you know, 1500 square foot, 2000 square foot warehouse space that I'm going to pay, you know, 2000, $3,000 for when I get, I'm only working in 600 square feet anyways. Like why exactly. am I going to overpay and have all this extra room? You know, I don't have employees, so it's just me, you know, so I only need the space that I, I'm in. And, you know, realistically, when, you know, the times get tough as they kind of are, um, you know, four, what's $400 to make rent? You know, that's an interior detail. You know, it's like a, you know, it's, it's nothing, you know, so um, I'm not going to have a problem making rent and keeping my doors open. Um, and that's, that's what I wish more people would get. So I'm glad that you said that. Cause that was a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to have p two full-time employees and, you know, I was doing the math, I was doing the numbers, pushing out a lot more cars than I am now. Yeah. And I'm like, is this worth it? Like all this extra work and time. And honestly, having that many people in such a small area, I wasn't even making that much more money and the amount of stress exactly. it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it at all. So that's yeah. why I started toning it back. This is probably two years ago now. Okay. And just focusing on like doing the best quality as possible. And if people don't want to pay my prices, they can go somewhere else for half the price. That's fine. I don't, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not here to serve everyone. I'm here yeah. that for people that want to pay for high quality work and want the job done right the first time. Right. And I'm pretty sure your clients, like most other clients, they, they respect that and they understand what they're getting for that. And that's where I tell people all the time. Like if you're, you know, everybody has a client. Yeah. Right. The two, and, and I don't want his clients, you know, I don't want that exactly. $200 client because they're going to be a pain in the ass. I want the guy that I say, you know, it's X amount of dollars and they're just like, okay, when can I book it? Right. Because you yeah. know you're not going to have a problem with that client. That client's already done his research. He's already done his due diligence. He knows that it should cost that much or about that much. You know, um, I, I had a guy the other day that that uh, he had a black pickup truck, Ford F-150, has some swirls in it. Um, all he wanted was a uh, like a one-step polish with a sealant. I told him without seeing it, I said, starts at 850 um, he's like, man, he's like, you know, I talked to this other guy. He said, you know, the, the company's going to pay for it to be done, but they're only paying 600 bucks. And, you know, this other guy said, he'll, he'll do it for 600 bucks. And I said, okay, nice talking to you. Yeah. He, goes, he goes, he goes, you won't even try to match it. I said, no, sir. No, sir. And he's like, so you're stuck at 850. I said, no, I'm stuck. It starts at 850. I said, when I see the truck, it could be more. And, um, and he, and you know, I, I tried to put it very politely. I didn't want to call him cheap, but I said, look, I said, you know, that other guy is making it very economical for you. Maybe, maybe that's the route you need to go. Um, you know, and, and I left it at that, you know, and I, I told him if you need me, I'm, I'm here, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten to the point now where I'm fine with turning those people away or yes. not accepting their work. Um, because, the minute that I go from an 850 to a $600 job and I book that guy, then I'm going to get a phone call from somebody who would pay $1,200 and wants the same day. And then I'm, I'm out, you know, kind of. Yeah. Thing. 
And I used to get offended by that. Like, oh, why are they going somewhere else? Like, whatever. Now I'm like, I can't clean everyone's car, right? Right, exactly. So I only <laughs> exactly. have so many. I'm already so booked out. I'm like, if they don't want to pay my prices, they can go somewhere else if it's cheaper. You know, yeah. that's good for them. I, I don't care. I used to get really used to bother me. I used to be like, oh, like, why don't they want to come to me? And it's like, yeah. okay, w- how many how many landscapers do I know? I could probably count 20. Do you think that each all 20 of them are going to mow, you know, yeah. my lawn? No, <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. So it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I, I used to be the same way. And I've got some friends locally that that still kind of call me and they're like, man, t- this guy opened up down the street and he's charging this much money. Or they'll send me screenshots, you know, some guy on Facebook advertising paint corrections and coatings for $4.99. And I'm like, okay, it's not our clients, man. It's not our yeah. clients, you know, let them and have those four ninety nine guys. That's the funny thing about SP3 is there's a couple of guys in my area that, you know, I'm pretty close with um, other detailers. I like to network and stuff like that. And I told them about SP3 and I'm like, hey, I really like using the stuff. You guys should really try it. And, right. you know, then they call Barry and, you know, I'll give him a sample. They try it and they want to sign up and he'll be like, hey, you know, this guy's eight miles from you and he wants to use it. Like, I got to ask you first. And I'm like, Barry, I gave him your number. And he's like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't care. That doesn't bother me at all. Like I want, you know, I want other people to win too. You know, there's a yeah. lot of, that's the one thing I do see in this industry is there's a lot of people that um, they think that if they're like, if other people are winning, that they're not winning. Like there can be multiple people winning. It's not just a yeah. one man show, you know? Yeah. And I'm not all about oversaturating an area with a certain yeah. brand or whatever, but when there are multiples, it does bring the the brand level up. You know, if there's enough people in the area, you know, that are using it and people are calling around and they see, you know, um, people that are using it, it does make that brand seem more um, wanted versus, you know, if it's oversaturated, then it's like, okay, well then, you know, like everybody can yeah. use this or if it's, or if too, they're doing it too cheap. Yeah. 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 Or if there's there's only like one or two, then it, you know, it's kind of like, well, what kind of brand is that if there's, you know, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird mix. Um, But I'm all for, you know, there being that, uh, you know, at least enough of a brand in an area to help raise it up. And then because, because those people that you did might end up helping you, you know, if they can't do a job, they'll be like, okay, well, you know, Chloe's an SB3 installer, so I'll send you to her and vice versa. You know, you might not be able to do stuff, so you send to them. Yeah, and that's funny because that's exactly what happened. Um, next week, I have a truck coming in. It has a crane on it. So my door is only 9 foot 2 or 9 foot 3, and the uh-huh. truck with the crane is 10 feet. So my buddy that I just set up with SB3, his shop door is 10 feet. So nice. we're going to do the job together at his shop. So it's a win-win. That's, you know, that's that's networking, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, All right, Chloe. Well, listen, um, I appreciate you for coming on and doing this. It was super cool to meet you um, kind of finally. I know we met met super super briefly at MTE. Um, It's nice to meet you. It's nice to kind of hear your story. Um, If anybody would like to reach out to you or get in touch with you, um, I'll give you a chance here for... You don't have to give them phone numbers or addresses no, or whatever. No, no, so, I'll social, give them my social, social media. media. Yeah, yeah. Social media is where they can follow you and all that stuff. Yeah. 
So I mostly use Instagram. So my Instagram is at C underscore D E E B. And then my other Instagram for my company page is at nice and clean detailing division. So that's the best place to find me. And I do have a TikTok that I do post some content on, which is at C underscore Deeb also. Okay. Um, say, say the uh, Instagram for your business again, because right as you said it, my, my internet decided to freeze up again. And I don't know what's catching and what doesn't catch until I go back and listen to this, just in case. So it's at Nice and Clean Detailing Division. Okay. That was it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Well, listen, you have a great weekend. Um, you too. And uh, I'm sure we'll chat soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. You have it a great was nice night. talking to you. Bye. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Bye. All right. So that was Chloe. Um, I'm sorry that I have such shitty internet service apparently for this weekend. Um, it did it to me the other night when we were doing the live. It's doing it now. So hopefully, hopefully it wasn't too bad. Um, that was Chloe. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, she's doing the the collab thing with SB3, helping Barry out over there and all that fun stuff. Um, so again, please make sure that you go like, share, follow, subscribe everywhere that you're listening to the podcast or watching the podcast or whatever. Um, please go and leave us a five-star review, um, on Apple or Spotify because it just helps us get in front of more people and what's going on. Um, what's on your mind Wednesday coming up, we will have the one and only Mr. Chris West um, doing a product spotlight um, on his solution finish. So until then, you guys have a great week, great night, great day, whatever you're listening to this. And please tell your friends. Bye.